Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today morning podcast on the 20th of February, 2023. I'm Andy Eubank, and the podcast is brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, proudly serving local farms, families, and agribusiness for over 135 years. They're online at ffbt.com. Coming up today, Eric Pfeiffer and C.J. Miller on the news with reports on rural mental health discussions that included the Indiana Lieutenant Governor and a President's Day look at President Reagan and agriculture. At Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with a dry couple of days to start the week and a review of the Friday ag markets with analysis from Brian Basting on the Hoosier Ag Today Monday morning podcast. The land of the free is also the home of the hardworking. What if this is the year you take your farm operation to the next level? At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we're proud to serve the people who not only work until the sun goes down, but until the job is done. With over 135 years of commitment to agriculture, we'll find the solution that's right for your operation today and tomorrow. Visit ffbt.com to learn more. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. It's a Memorial Day weekend, going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. So we'll talk about home heat. <laughs> To agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals, that's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important. We want you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you. (laughs) Listen now on all platforms. Getting feedback from Indiana's farmers and a look back this President's Day at President Reagan and his impact on agriculture. I'm C.J. Miller, and this is Hoosier Ag Today, brought to you by McDonald's of Greater Indiana. This National FFA Week, McDonald's of Indiana is proud to salute the next generation of farmers from the Hoosier State. Well, over the past several months, Indiana Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch has been holding roundtables around the state to hear from farmers and ag business owners. Our Eric Pfeiffer recently caught up with her at her last stop, in Crawfordsville. The number one theme I'm hearing is the importance of broadband and the importance of being connected to our ag communities. Crouch says that Indiana has been out in front of this issue compared to other states. We have invested so far to date $268 million to connect Hoosiers throughout Indiana. When that's fully deployed, that will connect 75,000 Hoosier family and businesses. And so we are moving forward But we know we still have a lot of work to do, and rural Indiana depends upon it. It's the key to unlocking economic opportunity in Indiana. Agriculture contributes over $31 billion to Indiana's economy, and Crouch knows that providing connectivity for rural communities will only grow that number. We will continue to invest in connecting those Hoosiers, and we won't stop until every Hoosier is connected to the last mile. Crouch is also concerned about mental health across the state. It's unusual for a lieutenant governor to testify in support of a bill, but she did just that in support of Senate Bill 1 that focuses on mental health. She told Hoosier Ag today that mental health and addiction is a very personal subject for her. My mother struggled with depression. Uh, My sister Nancy, who was 18 months younger, died by suicide. Uh, My brother Larry uh, was two years older than me. Uh, We buried him in November. He was an alcoholic. Uh, So those Hoosiers that have really struggled 
through no fault of their own. It's because they inherit genes that predispose them to these conditions. They deserve an opportunity to be successful and happy and healthy. Crouch is pleased that Senate Bill 1 is moving forward. It was passed unanimously in the Senate and will now be heard in the House, where it also looks to have great support. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. Well, since today is President's Day, we'd like to look back at President Ronald Reagan and his contributions to the ag industry. I spoke with one Indiana ag leader who had the honor of meeting President Reagan 40 years ago. I know things have been rough and still are for many farmers, but I hope when you go back to your homes, you'll tell your families and your friends that America's farmers are not going to be left out of the good times that lie ahead. That was President Reagan in July 1983, delivering those remarks in the White House Rose Garden to the National FFA. Standing just within feet of the president during that speech was Bruce Kettler. At the time, Kettler was serving as National FFA Eastern Region Vice President from Ohio, and he got the chance to meet President Reagan at the White House not once, but twice. It was really neat. We met him in December after we were elected in November, uh, met him in the Oval Office. And uh, I just remember at the time the gentle nature of him as a person. Uh, he was very interested in, in learning and understanding and knowing more about FFA and what we were interested in accomplishing in our year as national officers. And then in July, the following year, July of 1983, during State President's Conference, uh, when we had all the state presidents and state officers into Washington, D.C., it's where we start to work on the policy that got uh, worked on for National Convention. We met with him in the Rose Garden, and uh, we had an opportunity to be able to learn from him there. Kettler is now president and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. He had also recently served as director of the Indiana State Department of Agriculture. When Reagan first became president, more American farmers were losing their farms than at any time since the Great Depression of the 1930s. And keep in mind, for farming in particular at that time, the early to mid-80s were a very, very difficult time. I mean, there were a lot of people, uh, young people, that grew up on farms that I think would certainly want to have gone back to the farm, but knew that with the, the high prices, uh, high inflation, and things that were going on in the early into the mid-80s, that wasn't going to be a reality for them. Reagan established a number of economic policies that supported America's ag industry, including the need for sustained credit and cash flow to farmers, as well as pushing for increased exports for America's ag products. Kettler adds that Reagan not only supported the American farmer, but future farmers as well. What I've always appreciated about him as a president was he understood the importance of two things, food and agriculture and youth. And he really appreciated what FFA could do to develop the youth that would then go serve in food and agriculture and, of course, other areas as well. But he knew that, and he, and he had a good appreciation for it, which he was able to share with us. During that speech that Kettler witnessed back in 1983, President Reagan gave this parting message to the FFA and America's farmers. Remember that back at the time the ideals of our nation emerged, it was composed overwhelmingly of men and women who made their living from the land. Today we rely on you to maintain our ties to the land and to live up 
to our ideals, and I know you won't let us down. Read more about President Reagan's impact on the ag industry at HoosierAgToday.com. I'm C.J. Miller, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's most listened-to farm radio network. Your operating loan for your farm needs to cover all that could be. That's why Farm Credit Mid-America offers flexible financing options to take care of the day-to-day so you can free up capital to maximize opportunities for your farm. Use our online banking or mobile app to conveniently check funds so you always know how much cash you have on hand and can plan for what's ahead. To find an operating loan that works for you, visit e-farmcredit.com. Subject to credit approval, additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity lender. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. Going into your Monday with another mild one here over the Hoosier State. Sunshine dominating for most of the day. May see clouds build a little bit in the overnight tonight, but honestly, our next little disturbance seems to want to be farther to the east tomorrow, and I think we escape with clouds and sunshine. Maybe more clouds than we've had over the past two days, but still not a bad setup, and we're keeping the Indiana forecast fully dry here for Tuesday. Wednesday at this point looks like a transition day. We're seeing a dry northern Indiana setup, but then have to deal with, I think, a few hit and miss scattered showers, central and southern Indiana, midday and afternoon. That builds into a strong low that comes through overnight Wednesday night through Thursday. That's when our biggest rains come. Showers and thunderstorms, I think the combined moisture from the event, the warm front coming through first, followed by the cold front, likely triggers a half to one and a half inches with coverage at 100% of Indiana. We then get a dry slot in here Thursday afternoon, still mild to start, and then cooling down overnight Thursday night through Friday. High pressure, Canadian high pressure to finish the week of Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I think we're then going to be seeing warm air, cold air battles to set up through next week, the week of the 27th. A little bit of moisture trying to come through probably overnight, Monday the 27th into Tuesday the 28th. Showers and thunderstorms followed by another round of dry air for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's flipping the calendar from February into March. Temperatures near normal during the time frame. I think we have much warmer air to the south, much colder to the north, and we're stuck right here in the middle. That's the way your forecast is stacking up. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. Quietly to the upside for corn, soybeans, and wheat. This is Who's Your Ag Today in the Friday Farm Market Review. I'm Andy Eubank. The review is brought to you by Seed Genetics Direct. Big enough to get the top corn and soybean genetics you want and small enough to care about you. Learn more at SeedGeneticsDirect.com. Settlements from Friday Trade coming up. First, insights into what happened during the week from Brian Basting at Advanced Trading. Brian, a close to even day throughout the trading day. Friday going into a three-day weekend for corn, soybeans, and wheat. What do you make of Friday trade and really the week as a whole as the ag market stood in fairly well, it seems? Yeah, it's just a, a kind of a back and forth, uh, Andy, with regards to the, to the weather in South America. you got some, some mixed signals being seen down there. It is going to be, sounds like, over the next week, uh, uh, drier in Argentina but quite cool for a few days here and then warm up again. And then they're saying rain next weekend, the weekend of February 24th and 5th and 6th. Uh, in contrast to that, where harvesting has taken place up in northern Brazil, uh, rapid harvest uh, the last uh, week, 
but it sounds like some ample rain is going to slow things down starting later this weekend into next week in that region. And why that's important is because that safinia corn is being planted in Mato Grosso, and um, that is the largest producing state of, of safinia corn in the country of Brazil. It is Mato Grosso. So we, we've got some moving pieces here, just a lot of uncertainty about how that's going to shake out. And as you said a moment ago, a three-day weekend will cease trading here at um, uh, 2.20, uh, your listeners' time here this afternoon won't start again until 8 o'clock Monday night. So as we've seen the last few weekends, a lot can happen over over a three-day weekend, both um, in South America and in the Black Sea and and even stretching that in, into uh, relations with China. So that's kind of been the case all week here, just back and forth, kind of in a trading range. Um, watching the export market, too, there have been some signs of, of life to the corn export market, but it certainly feels at this point that, that barring a robust corn export program the second half of the crop year, it, 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 a strong case could be made the USDA is still too high with their annual corn export estimate here in the U.S. Brian, during the week, there has been a series of economic reports impacting markets. Has there been an effect on the ag markets and to what degree? Yeah, really kind of a mixed bag. We've got uh, inflation is slowing, but but much slower than, than most would like, needless to say. Um, but uh, the other side of the coin is we continue to see signs of consumer spending uh, being being stronger than expected in many cases. So uh, the dollar's had a modest rebound here lately. Uh, that's something to keep in, keep your eyes on. But it had been quite a steep sell-off in the dollar. So maybe a, a little rebound isn't all that surprising. But always uh, commodity markets are watching those outside markets. But um, just kind of a lot of back and forth. Uh, I don't want to say noise, but just a lot of information just – February is kind of can be like that, and it's turning out to be like that as far as back and forth. I would remind your listeners, though, that we are going to get a couple pieces of information, important information this coming week from the annual Ag Outlook Forum. That will be February 23rd and 24th in Washington. Uh, so that will be something that won't be survey-based, but will get an estimate what the USDA thinks about acreage trends here in 23 and also some long-term demand trends for 23-24. Could it end up being, Brian, a market moving Thursday and Friday coming from that Ag Outlook Forum? In conjunction with weather in South America, because I'd remind your listeners again here, uh, mid starting to be later February, that's plus or minus mid to later February for Argentina uh, is mid to later February and August here in the Midwest. So we all know how important rainfall is during August whether you're in Indiana, Michigan, uh, Illinois, or Nebraska, we need rain in, in August, and, and that's what they're looking for. So, yes, that's potential, that combination. There is supposedly uh, some more rain developing later next week, and in conjunction with any surprises potentially in those uh, numbers from the USDA, either on corn or soybeans or, or, or just in, in general, Chinese demand trends, for example, could could move the market. Yeah, I would say that. That is Brian Basting, economist, and he is with Advanced Trading. His number, 309-664-2314. It's the Hat Farm Market Review. Friday settlements going into a three-day weekend. March corn up a penny and three quarters, 677 and three quarters. May goes to 677 and a half, up two and a half cents. Up just three quarters. March soybeans, 1527 and a quarter. 
quarter. And May, 1522 and a quarter, up an even penny, up a half cent on the March wheat at 765 and a half. Livestock mixed, April live cattle, 164.65, up 57. And Friday's hog market traded lower before turning and going the other way. April settles at 85.27, down a half dollar. No markets on Monday for President's Day. I'm Andy Eubank. This is Who's Your Ag Today. Timely, relevant, credible.